to the fourth episode of the I Change Podcast. I'm your host, Oscar Kemjika, and today I got my homeboy from way back, former Lehman College teammate, Courtney Thomas Jr. What's up, brother? What's up, bro? How you feeling, man? Good, good. All Appreciate right. you coming out. Yeah, man. So we out here in PA. What what town is it? Why I'm missing. Say that again? Why I'm missing Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay, I can't even pronounce that, but I'm over here in um, Pennsylvania for the weekend and you know, I decided to stop by and, you know, catch up with some old times with an old friend. Um, you know, it's great to be here. So talk to us about your background. I know, you know, we've been former teammates, um, track and field teammates way back when in Lehman College mm-hmm. uh, years ago. And now you're coaching. Yeah. Um, talk to us about your coaching style. First of all, give us some reminiscent times that, you know, stood out to you in memory from our time at Lehman College as teammates. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, as you were saying that, um, there was one that kind of like popped into my head where I forget what track meet uh, we were at, what location, maybe you could tell me. Okay. Um, I remember <clears throat> I watched you run the 400 and you came around the back stretch. Yeah. And um, just off of how you came out off the blocks, I already knew that was going to be a good time for you. Mm-hmm. And um, as you finished, um, actually it was your record um, time for that season. You've had you've had to run faster in the, um, before in the past, mm-hmm. but um, I, re- I remember that you ran a 50 point yeah. and I had asked you, uh, what, what are you doing that kind of like gets you to that point of just each track meet? You're just lowering your time. You're lowering your time. And mm-hmm. your response to me was, um, you know, it's, it's really easy. You know, you just put it in the work. You put it in the hard work. Yeah. Um, and you just keep listening to what your coaches are saying. And you don't ask any other questions. But what really stood out to me, was, was in, my, in my opinion, was very profound was um, when you're running the 400 or any, in any event, you know, you kind of invite the pain. And that just that resonated in my soul so good that um, I even use that um, terminology um, with my athletes now because mm-hmm. if you think about it, if you get out slow um, running, at, for example, the 400, mm-hmm. it's going to hurt regardless. That lactic acid is going to build up anyway. Right. But if you get out hard and you do, you know, you, you hit the marks that you're supposed to do, hold your form at the end, mm-hmm. the pain is going to come anyway. But if you invite the pain, if you accept invite. that challenge, Embrace it. It, you're only going to get stronger mentally and physically. So Absolutely. that's definitely something I reminisced. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always good to, you know, impart something um, in in a fellow teammate that he's now using to, to coach his athletes. Absolutely. It's just awesome feeling. I'm, I'm always about passing things forward and paying things forward mm-hmm. um, and sharing knowledge. Yeah, good stuff. All right. So talk to me about your coaching style. Like mm-hmm. what what inspires you and like what do you turn to for motivation? Um, <clears throat> well, really simple. Um, my my philosophy is simple. I, I kind of get into the psychology of coaching where um, if I can get in the heads of the athletes to believe in themselves that they can be great, mm-hmm. the game is over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one thing if a coach says, hey, I see potential in you I, I and we actually seeing that potential right. and they don't believe it in themselves, they're not going to push as hard. Right. Um, so I, 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 I go back to the fundamentals of um, training where simple drills, if the simple drills, if they can get a concept that they wasn't getting before, mm-hmm. that changes everything for them. Then they start to believe that it's possible that belief. they can get better. Yeah. And once the belief level is there, you know, I can take them to the next level. Yeah. Belief. You mentioned belief. Very mm-hmm. important. And I believe that, you know, belief is what's really going to be the engine that drives us. You know, mm-hmm. we can be given a task, but if we don't believe that we can complete it, the moment we step foot to do it, it's like, you know, we have a defeated mentality already before we even start. So that belief factor is very important. 100%. Um, so where do you look and read for knowledge and inspiration mm-hmm. as a coach? Absolutely. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, um, 
this is going to be a little bit of a tangent, but I'll come, I'll circle okay, back on. Right. I have like an entrepreneurial uh, mindset where I use that ideology to my coaching advantage, where um, if you think out the box, um, you can transit transition um, both your general knowledge into the track and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I take a little bit of everyone on um, people that aren't all-time great athletes. I take a little bit of their aspects. I'll put it into my coaching. Um, great athletes. Um, I'll mention a few. Um, um, Oscar as well. <laughs> um, um, a coach that I kind of, um, till this day, kind of like sticks to me, uh, which uh, Leslie Hogg, which is our head Leslie coach. Hogg, um, yeah, from he, you know, he was also an Olympic um, coach for certain athletes. Um, another one that stood out to me was um, uh, Coach Dwayne. A lot of people didn't like his coaching mm-hmm. style, but yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, because tough, it, tough, very tough. Yeah. Um, um, very strict. Yeah. Very down to earth. Um, mm-hmm. if he felt that you needed to work on something, he will tell you straightforward. Yeah. And that's kind of how my uh, uh, coaching style is. I learned a lot from that, and I was more. It, he was very militant, if you will. Yeah. And that was the kind of concept that you have to have to not only uh, be an amazing athlete on the track mm-hmm. or with any sport you're doing, but in general life, if you don't have that mentality to push and persevere when you want to give up right. or to keep trying and mm-hmm. fail forward, you're never going to be great at anything. Perseverance, very Perseverance. important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what have you learned from your athletes as a coach? I know as coaches, you know, even my experience as a mm-hmm. coach, there's a lot of things that I learned from athletes in the different types of you know, attitudes that they bring to us yes, practice, yes. you know, the demeanor, the different personality types. Yes. So talk to us about what you've learned working yes. with athletes. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, each athlete is, you can't train every athlete the same. It's like uh, in school, they like to che- teach to the general ed. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some athletes that might pick up things a little slower than others. Some are more visual, some are more... Uh, Kinesthetic. Um, right. You know what I mean? So you got to kind of key in on those things and kind of observe that from the beginning of your coaching uh, for whichever season that you're starting to coach yeah. and kind of like hone in on what type of athlete that might be, um, how their learning curve is. Um, sometimes, it, you know, their home environment or their environment they live in uh, can play a major role in how they um, interact um, with coaching and other athletes and how they perform on the track. Right, right. And then performance also, you know, it correlates with the attitude that they bring towards practice. You Absolutely. Know, if they're coming up with a great performance, then they're likely to carry that over into the next practice and working harder to, Absolutely. you know, continue to improve. So that's another mm-hmm. very important way. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your greatest accomplishment so far as a coach? <sighs> um, I have two. My first greatest accomplishment as a coach, um, I started coaching in 2013 um, when I was interning while I was at Lehman College. And um, coming off of that, I got hired at Hunter College um, in 2014 as a jumps coach. I only did long jump and the head coach at the time, uh, may he rest in peace, um, he uh, believed in me for whatever reason, <laughs> gave me a shot as a jumps coach. And I literally had to teach myself how to uh, high jump and how to triple jump. And uh, my biggest uh, uh, achievement in that was to get the athletes that I was training, they all medaled um, in championships. And because of uh, the way I was so dedicated and um, uh, I guess the the eagerness to learn and perfect my craft, Mm -hmm. um, those athletes helped us win the championships both in indoor and outdoor seasons. That was my biggest um, achievement at that point. Uh, Secondly, um, 
just literally uh, the, the athletes coming back to you and saying, thank you, coach, for helping me with this. And hey, thank you, coach, for helping me with that. I'm now here because of what you taught me. Yeah. That's definitely one of the biggest that, things. That is one of the biggest gratifications as fitness professionals and coaches where mm-hmm. we can instill something in an athlete and then years down the line, or a client, and years down the line, they come back and thank us mm-hmm. and implement. They're continuing to implement those things and pay it forward. So that's like the biggest tribute that we get, biggest gratification Absolutely. that we get as coaches mm-hmm. and, and trainers. Um, how do you motivate your athletes? What do you pull from to, to motivate them? Very interesting question, a little difficult to answer because uh, <laughs> uh, every, again, um, going back to kind of like the big, the, the earlier question you asked me where um, you kind of got to see uh, where those athletes are, where their mindset is at that point in time. and. Mm-hmm. My, I mean, my, my biggest philosophy is there's no such thing as bad athletes, there's bad coaches. And I don't mean that every coach that can't get an athlete to a certain point are bad coaches. Right. No, it's kind of a way of looking at it. How can I get that athlete to understand this? And how can I get them from point A to B? Um, and that's, I mean, that's the best way I can kind of like explain that. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I answered that question. You kind of did. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to yeah. restructure it. Okay. So if an athlete is in the dumps... Right or coming up for bad performance. Okay, what do you pull from to re-motivate that athlete and stir them back into building that fire in them again? That says, okay, let's let's go back to the drawing board and let's um, push harder so that Mm -hmm. we can perform better. Absolutely. Um, Perfect example. um, I I believe it was this last um, uh, track meet. I think it was sometime last week, last Saturday. Um, It was a athlete of mine. um, I will not mention as of now. uh, female athlete, um, long sprinter, um, feels that she can be a sprinter. She's pretty decent at um, short sprints, but um, she didn't really get out the blocks the way she was supposed to, um, you know, with the triple extension, 45 degree angle. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't push off the blocks the way we practiced for, for weeks. Um, and she was really down. Um, she didn't get the time that she wanted because of those things that she thought that she could have perfected at the meet. Right. Um, so I pulled her aside and I spoke to her and I said, well, did you try your best? And she said, yes, I did this and that. And I said, that's all I want. I was like, I'm not that coach that I'm going to push you down and say, you didn't do this and this is why. No, this is something that we can work on and get you better at. Because uh, what I like to say to the athletes is that practice is your your practice for track meets. And the track meets are the practice for championships. Mm -hmm. So we can get that mindset from early in the season and kind of motivate them and build them up to know that failing at something doesn't mean that you're going to be... Uh, trash or you know yes. what I mean everything you got to fail for be okay with failing right. be okay with messing up so we can learn from that so that way when the time comes crunch time we can make it happen right right yeah and it's it's, it's about failing to succeed yes right um, failing forward mm-hmm. as um, you know quote from Will Smith you yep. know yep. fail forward yep. and uh, I believe in that like we don't have all the answers and you know when you it's like trial and error you go out there you perform at your best right you give it your all but that is not to end all, you know, you're going to continue to improve and improve, right? So it's a process yeah. of, of development. Um, what types of training methods do you use? Uh, depends. Um, I there's a there's a little myth here that goes on with um, the athletic um, uh, way of training and the working out in the gym training, where you have to uh, in, in track and field or just athletes in general, you have to uh, work out sport specific or event specific. If it's a sprinter, I use uh, methods of uh, short sprints versus 
um, having them run to the ground all the time, mm -hmm. um, resistant training, whether it's with uh, weightlifting or bands, um, bands yeah. or speed sleds or speed sacks I love, or just certain small drills that can kind of catapult them to the next level. Um, hypertrophy isn't the ideal way of training an athlete. It is a goal to get an athlete stronger, but um, again- It's not necessary. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Event specific is the way I like to train my athletes. Mm, got it. Got it. I'm, I'm on the link, along the same lines as you when it comes to event specific, mm -hmm. because a lot of times we get so hung up on the strength, mm -hmm. but if it's not strength towards a specific event, especially yeah. for track and field, yeah. then mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you're just building strength, but not really getting faster and specific to that event. Mm -hmm. Like for, for instance, as an 800 meter runner, mm -hmm. um, a lot of times I find myself, you know, doing the strength training in the weight room, but not, it, it doesn't transfer into the races as much as mm -hmm. it should, yep. right? So this is just trial and error from my own personal experience, mm -hmm. you know? So when we're dealing with strength, we want to be specific as possible yep. um, as far as conditioning the athlete. Um, how do your strengths, speaking on strengths, how do your strengths as a coach defer and correlate to when you were an athlete? Absolutely. Um, so uh, giving you a little bit about myself, I started running track um, cross country at that, just running in general, uh, eight years old. Um, my mom put me in uh, running because I was just so hyperactive and mm -hmm. it, it, it helped me a lot. Um, I, was, I wasn't always the best athlete. I wasn't always the fastest. I was still kind of like trying to see what I was good at. I did a little, a little bit of everything um, event-wise. And I was, you could say I was like a mediocre athlete that didn't really get the attention I needed to take my possible potential to the next level until nice. I met... Um, Coach Dwayne, and that was my senior year, so it was like, yeah. you know what I mean? But um, I kind of use that aspect to coach my athletes where um, if I see a mediocre athlete, I'm not going to shy away from that because they're not at the elite level or the, the gifted and talented athletes that may not need as much work. Mm -hmm. I will work with that athlete just as much, if not more, and get them to that next level because it's winning championships is um something that i strive for but it's not everything but you can't win a team by yourself you have to structure mm -hmm. a whole village together yeah. in order to make that happen yeah there's no i in team mm -hmm. and you know teamwork mm -hmm. makes the dream work exactly um how do you coach different personality types i know we touched on um yep. you know the types of you know uh methods of motivation mm -hmm. which is related to this question mm -hmm. but you know different personality types mm -hmm. does play into that as well how do you coach mm -hmm. different personality types it's, it, I, this was a question that I had. I'm actually to this, um, uh, an interview I did with uh, where I coach now. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to get into that. Yeah. Um, where the athletic director asked me in, in a different way, but the same question. Um, for example, everyone has different personalities. And you, you get, again, as a coach, it's, it's your job to kind of like hone in on that. Some are more mm -hmm. visual. Uh, some are more uh, assertive. Some are more attentive. Some are more... Um, they can accept more constructive criticism. Right. So I have to figure out, all right, let me dish out this to them. Let me say it um, in a non... In a uh, way that they can receive right. it. Right. And, and yeah. if they can receive it that way, all right, I'll, I'll touch it up a notch a little bit when I feel like they need a little bit more um, sturdiness. Mm -hmm. And if they receive that, then I know, okay, those are probably my limits with that athlete. Right. Um, as far as coaching, for example, um, even with gender... Um, I have to be very careful with how I approach certain things. Um, um, not to be sexist, I'm not. I have mm -hmm. a daughter; she's six yeah, years old. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, females sometimes you have to come at them a little bit more. Sensitive. You know, a little more sensitive. Right. Um, 
and kind of like I, I I like to like get athletes a little bit more aggressive than what they might be in the norm of. So again, so these are things that personality is a big thing, but also um, gender is another big role in specifically what you're who you're training. Um, so that's those are some of the things I look out for. Good stuff. Good mm-hmm. stuff. All right, so we're gonna get back with Courtney Thomas after this quick break. Develop, nurture, and adopt the do now attitude. Take action. It's in your DNA. Do not allow doubters, naysayers, and annoying people to get to you. Focus. It's in your DNA. Do not accept average, dominate, and never apologize for being great. It's in your DNA. Welcome back to the iChain Podcast. My guest, Courtney Thomas Jr. So, Courtney, we left off about talking about your, you know, skills as a coach and, you know, how you relate with different personality types mm-hmm. with your athletes. Speak more about your experiences out in Arizona as a coach. Let's talk, talk to us about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so when I uh, was coaching out in Arizona, I coached uh, a small youth group for pop one football we came second in the tournament we really tried to win um first but we couldn't and coincidentally uh we lost to a team called the chiefs and we were the giants <laughs> so okay. it's kind of it interesting i'm a giants fan from giants fan yep uh, we're both giants fans yeah um so i also was uh, a head coach at a high school out there too it was a prep school called um cicero prep mm. i coached there for the uh, cross country season, uh, we came third in state. Um, try I really tried to get first, but we didn't have enough athletes and um, not enough people attended. But third, um, that season was pretty impressive for my first season coaching those athletes. Um, I never coached cross country ever; so it was my first time. Uh, I coached others, you know, like track and field for uh, indoor and outdoor. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was an amazing experience. Okay, cool. Uh, so, what other sports do you currently coach now? Uh, I coach sometimes privately um, for track and field. Um, I also coach um, privately for uh, football. Football. Talk to us about football, like making that transition from track and field to football. What are the differences between the two? Oh, yeah. Um, depends on the uh, position you're playing in football. Uh, a lot. Of, I like to train my athletes to get into track shape versus uh um, shape in general because if you're in track shape you're at a whole nother elite level of uh, shape for uh, the uh, the regular athlete uh, even soccer for yeah. example so I, I train my athletes to um, not only to be able to run on a track in a straight line but mm-hmm. the agility and other movements and mobilities lateral movement mm-hmm. quickness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. explosiveness mm-hmm. all those things um, so what skills are you currently working on as a coach? You just mentioned two different sports mm-hmm. with two different dynamics, but mm-hmm. very similar with the speed component. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that you're probably developing your skills in certain areas to hone in, mm-hmm. um, to, to coach better. What, what skills are you currently working on? Um, definitely uh, speed, uh, how to kind of explode out from uh, a start position, um, how to get down uh, 
from one, one, one point to another point. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to football, for example, um, I, I was a wide receiver for semi-pro for two years, mm-hmm. um, around when I was 22 to 24-ish uh, for this team called Westchester Steelers in New York. And that kind of get got me more into the habit of um, uh, explosive workouts and why it's important. Um, why is it important to uh, run faster and learn how to run efficiently mm-hmm. versus just try to run fast? Right. And um, being a wide receiver taught me um, how to catch properly, what angles to catch, where to wrap your head around, and those kind of things. And that's how I was able to coach um, really well and get athletes up to par when it comes to wide receiving. Okay. Um, what about the conditioning, yeah. um, the differences between the two sports when it comes to the conditioning for mm-hmm. football? Yeah. Because you're having um, you're multiple stops throughout the game. Yeah. But when you're dealing with, like, a, you know, for a sprinter, for example, a 400-meter mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. the track, it's different types of energy systems that yes. you need to tap yeah. into. Nice. Talk to us about that. Um, yeah, absolutely. So um, as uh, Oscar mentioned, energy systems, and a lot of coaches don't really understand that or know much about it. Uh, for example, um, <clears throat> I was a 400-meter runner. And you kind of like hone in more to the lactic acid, the aerobic energy um, aspect of it. Um, so when you're, for example, when you're going into um, short sprints, uh, longer sprints, you definitely got to tap into different energy systems. Uh, for example, if you're doing wide receiving short burst aerobic exercises, um, your short burst and constant repetition with short rest in between. So we're anaerobic, anaerobic. So anaerobic, yeah. there you go. Thank you. Um, and and kind of like hone into those things by um, the easiest way I like to do it is like I'll, I'll look at a chart that I have and it'll show you uh, the regimens you need and what distances and what intensity you need to work out that athlete mm-hmm. in particular event. Right, right. So you, you can just see the wide array of, you know, skills that's necessary to coach two different sports that have similarities with the speed component. Yeah. But when you talk about different energy systems and prepping them and conditioning them, you know, it's, it's a different ball game. You have to be able to take a sprinter to be able to utilize his power for short bursts, mm-hmm. but then a 400 meter runner is tapping into anaerobic and slightly glycolytic energy stores as well. Mm-hmm. So we have to, right. you know, be aware of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see yourself as a coach in the next five years? It's a good question, Oscar. Uh, in the next five years, uh, right now I currently coach at Conestoga Valley mm-hmm. out in Lancaster Avenue. I mean county um because they have an avenue out here too so i get confused sometimes um i'm the head coach for the girls team in the next five years i definitely see myself still coaching there um i love the program uh i love the vibes i get uh, i love the um whole array and the aura i get off of the the program um and they have the same ideologies as me where the one mission is to get athletes to not only and take what what they're getting from the program, but impact others along the way, right. and that was that sold me. It was like they were I was interviewing them um, in the interview, in a sense. Yeah, interesting. And um, I mean, to, to to fast forward a little more, um, the next ten years, I, my main goal, my ultimate goal, is to have an indoor outdoor sports complex for the mm-hmm. youth, uh, kind of sort of like a, a, a open dome, closed dome type aspect. That's huge. You know, I definitely want to do that. I, it's a vision that I have, and I'm not going to stop until I get there. Yeah, you'll get there, man. Yeah. Perseverance, for yeah. sure, man. And I, any support that I can give on the Absolutely. journey, man, definitely. Um, so the iChain podcast features a lot of different angles in which we talk about training. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, as explained in episode three, we got more in depth on what the quadruple entendre is. So... I have a few questions for you, Courtney. Um, yeah. 
the, as far as the I train concept, the first, it's an acronym. So train has an acronym, T-R-A-I-N. The first T, talk to us about how you teach. Mm-hmm. So I teach what and how. Okay. Uh, how I teach is, you know, philosophical. I have to get into the, the minds of the athlete. I have to see how they think first before I can teach them how they can teach or perceive my message. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, can you give me an, ex- as an, an example um, of, you know, the see. teaching methods? Uh, let's see. Uh, this one time there was this athlete that couldn't understand a skip, um, couldn't do it for the life of the person. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was I, after I was done with the drills with the other athletes, I gave everyone else a, a particular workout and I pulled that athlete to the side mm-hmm. and I worked with them. I wanted to show that athlete that they weren't alone. I was that kind of athlete where I, did, I couldn't get um, single leg hops because mm-hmm. I was learning jumps. Yeah. And when my coach pulled me aside and broke it down to me and showed me that he was patient with me, that showed me that um, not only I can trust that coach, but I can push myself a little further because someone cares for me. Exactly. So I wanted to show, share share that um, aspect too. So I broke it down. I said, uh, can you skip? They said, yeah. I said, all right, show me. They skipped. All right, can you high jump? Uh, I mean, not high jump, sorry. Can you uh, do high knees? They said, yeah. All right, so let me see her high knees. They did the high knees. Uh, so I said, so a skip is uh, essentially uh, skipping and alternating a leg with a high knee in right. between. Right. And they kind of understood that concept and they finally got the rhythm going and then boom, I said, look, there you go. You there got you go. an A skip. And then the, the, just their face was, it's kind of what I do it for, you know, just the, 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 the facial expression that they gave was just enough for, Relief. you know, you know, finally, the aha moment, mm-hmm. putting everything yep. together. You know, that's a very effective method of teaching, basically mm-hmm. taking them from point A where they're comfortable at and slowly stringing them along up. step by step by mm-hmm. step um, and putting it all together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the second one is the R, right? So we have T, teach, R, read mm-hmm. um, in a sense of what do you see? Um, what are your eyes trained to see? What do you read for the intellectual and, you know, just gathering information? Mm-hmm. And, you know, to add some stuff to your toolbox as a coach, what do you currently read and how do you assess? Okay. Um, so how I assess, I was to start with that. Um, a lot of times a lot of athletes, you know, after seeing, you know, many great athletes such as Michael Johnson, Usain Bolt, you know, everyone wants to be an, a sprinter. No. Not everyone has those fast twisted muscle fibers. Yes, mm-hmm. they can be ignited, but it's, it takes some time. Um, so what I kind of harnessed into was seeing what the athletes might be capable of at the moment and kind of build them from there. Right. I have a lot of athletes that uh, think that they are short sprinters when in fact they're really decent and not if not better at longer sprints. So I kind of have to see and um, as a coach channel in on that and kind of like specify their training on that. Mm-hmm. And I could build on that if they want to try another event. Okay. Um, intellectually, um, I read a lot of books in terms of um, building the mindset because that helps me coach a little better. Um, in terms of athletic books, don't really get on the uh, reading aspect, but I do a lot of YouTube, a lot of internet webbing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's a lot of information on the web nowadays with the you know the touch of your fingers yeah. and the palm of your hands. Yeah. I, I like to follow up on Michael Johnson where he has his... Uh, his uh, program out in LA where he kind of like breaks down the biomechanics of running form. And that's key to my uh, uh, coaching style, because if you can hone in on the biomechanics of and break it down, 
not only can you coach better, but you can show the athlete what it is that you're trying to coach them. And, mm-hmm. and again, people have different, different uh, learning, learning styles. styles yeah. And if I can get that across to them, they usually tend to achieve better uh, times. Right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So the sec- the third one is the A, mm-hmm. apprehend, which is another way of saying how do you understand things as you as you train. Awesome. Um, I'm more of a visual type of learner. Uh, I never understood things uh, the normal way of people. I'm very analytical, mm-hmm. if, if you if, if you will. And how I um, assess it is just basically uh, watching what people are doing, seeing how they can learn too, and kind of like piggyback on if this is how I learn, this is probably how they learn. Right. If they're if they're not getting, a, for example, an A skip, let me break it down. Break it down yeah. And then I, I kind of like break it down like that. Good way to understand things in smaller portions as opposed to a whole lump right. sum at once. Right. Um, implement the I. That's the I, the T R A I implement. How do you implement um, and what do you implement mm-hmm. as far as your, your training styles, working with your athletes as a coach and also as a former athlete? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what kind of things do you implement? Uh, definitely uh, my own experiences in, as an athlete. Uh, what worked for me, what didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I, I guess you could say I was a, a little bit of a complex athlete because I was mediocre. I wasn't always the best athlete, but I was willing to do more than the other athletes. Uh, what I like to implement is hard work. Um, hard work pays off. And, uh, you can beat talent. I don't know if I'm saying it right. You hard beat, work beats talent every and, day. And, and, and yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like what the uh, ideology is that I try to portray onto my athletes because right. if you can kind of have that mentality, like a rest in peace, uh, Kobe, my mama mentality. mentality. Yeah. You can achieve anything. It, it's all a mindset. Um, what can you grasp where you have a failure? And it's not what can you do to, to get to the next level? Um, you know, you're going to always have ups and downs. You're going to have great seasons. You're going to have bad seasons. But how you perceive it yeah, is perception. the ultimate goal. Perception is everything. Mm-hmm. All right. So you implement the mama mentality. Mm-hmm. Same here. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, and the last one is the end, nurture. Yeah. Nurture in a sense of how do you grow and develop um, the athlete or wh- okay. whatever you're training. If you're training yourself, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's phases to mm-hmm. getting stronger, there's phases to, you know, increasing your cardiovascular fitness, there's mm-hmm. phases to building up an athlete and building mm-hmm. up your own physical capacities. How do you mm-hmm. do that? Uh, it depends on where that person is at the time of training. Um, if the person already has... Uh, a good cardio base, uh, good strong core. I have to see where the person's strengths and weaknesses are at the beginning of training. Um, sometimes, depending if I'm personally training someone, I kind of have them do a part Q. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe some injuries that they may have had in the past where um, may hinder me helping them get to the next level so I can kind of go around that and kind of uh, tailor, yeah. if you will. For those of you who are guessing what a PARQ is, Physical Activity Readiness Questionnaire is something that um, us fitness professionals use as a baseline to help gather health information and health history of the person that we're dealing with, the client or athlete that we're dealing with. Awesome. So that's kind of the stuff I like to do. Um, You know, just basically assess each person individually. Everyone's different. Mm -hmm. Right. So to tie it all in, what is your... I don't know, philosophy or, or train of thought, your train of thought mm. on your training methods as a coach. And what would you like to leave our audience and listeners with today? Any message that, that's coming straight from you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really big, as I said, on philosophy 
And uh, this one uh, person that stood out to me the most was Confucius. And this quote I definitely want to leave you guys with is, uh, he who says he can't and he who says he can are both right. Mm -hmm. So how you perceive something and how you look at something, uh, you're going to be right either way. Mm -hmm. One more. I want to. Okay, one more. On it. Um, Wayne Gretzky, um, I'm a big uh, a New York fan for every team. Um, mm -hmm. New York Rangers, um, he said you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And uh, you're 50% wrong if you never ask a question. And you're 100% wrong if you never try. Good stuff, Courtney. Um, any any kind of social media outlets that you know you have, any website, any kind of material that they can go, go ahead and follow you at? Oh, uh, yes. You? Um, you can look me up on Instagram, um, Supreme Court underscore underscore double underscore mm -hmm. um and i mean if you want to look me up on facebook too courtney thomas jr uh, you can find me like that and i'm going to be putting out some more content with uh personal training and stuff like that so you can reach out to me like that okay awesome man thanks for coming thanks for having me come out here in the comfort of your own home You're i appreciate it yeah no doubt um thanks for listening thanks for watching we got some exciting episodes coming for you stay tuned this is the iChain Podcast. I'm your host, Oscar Kemchika. Peace.